feel the Lord say, that's it. That's it. We've got to give ourselves to God. You know, in the scripture, when it speaks of a, 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 a man knowing a woman, it's talking about the intimacy between man and woman. We need to get to that place where we have that kind of closeness, that kind of intimacy with God. See, it's easy to worship in the crowd, and it's easy to worship when everybody else is worshiping, but we must ask ourselves the question, where is my worship with God? Do I get uncomfortable when, you know, unless somebody else is leading the song or the lights are down low and the worship team is going forward? But where is our individual, personal worship with Him? And it's not just singing, it, but it's living a life that worships Him. Have we really given it to God? You know, so many times I see see God's people, and I've been there in times past, just like many of you. You know, we, we want to live for Him, we want to walk with Him, but we really haven't given everything to Him. We really haven't given it all up. Amen. And just trusted Him in every circumstance and situation. And that's, that's, that's what God is calling for. Hallelujah. And we know he's able to do it. I said we know he's able to do it. Amen. And we just got to trust him and believe him. So this morning, I think we're just going to keep everybody in. Amen. Because the Lord is, is saying, okay, he wants to speak to our hearts. He wants to speak to you know, where we are and who we are. Well, I thank God for all our teachers and the instructional ministry, for our children that prepare. But, you know, I just got to follow the leading of the Holy Amen. Like I said, we'll get to the announcements and all the other things that we have, but it's, God has our attention right here, right here. Amen. Sometimes we wonder, and just, you know, I'm amazed that, you know, I don't know why, I'm amazed, I'm amazed always by God. I mean, he should, you know, I, I should just expect Him to do something, you know. We should just expect God to do the unexpected. Amen. And then we wouldn't be surprised. But I guess we'll always be amazed, amen, by how great He is. But turn with me in your Bibles to Galatians as we pray. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you, Lord, and we thank you, Lord, for your presence. We thank you for the leading of your spirit. Hallelujah. We thank you, God, for your uncompromising love. Lord, we thank you for your grace. Hallelujah. That continues to cover us. Call us and put powers to keep us, even when we're holding back. You're so loving toward us now. But help us to get to a place, Lord, where we will let the empowering portion of that grace to take us to another level. That we can truly give ourselves to you the greatest love. This is Christ gave himself completely for us. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Stirred in the spirits. Amen. Of the goodness of our God. 
I give myself away. Sometimes when you feel, find self rising up, that's when you say, I give myself away. Amen? That's when, 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 that, when that flesh wants to rise, when that flesh wants its way, when that flesh, you know, has its own attitude, its own opinion, that's when you say, I give myself away. You know, that, that's when we need to get to that, that, that kind of quick, fast, in a hurry, surrender. I know more my own. But in Galatians 2 and 20, says this, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. We, 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 we got to get to that place that we really are crucified with him. That we've allowed ourselves, our, our flesh, our, our, our motion and feelings, all, all those things to be, be crucified with him, amen, as we, we say when we come to him, we say we give our life to him, but then we take and hold on to certain portions. You know, in order to be really be kingdom people, amen, and, and to function, amen, like God wants us to function, we've got to completely give ourselves over to him. You know, again, I, I know last last week I, I talked about the analogy. You know, we, we talked about you know the military and the military. When you join the military, you got to give them your all. Amen. They tell you when you can go home, and they tell you when you need to be back to work. Hello, Matthew. Good to see you, man. Welcome home, man. But see, we we, we got to give ourselves completely over to God. Amen. And I want to read that, that, that same passage out of the Message Bible. Amen. Maybe it'll hit home a little bit more for some, some of us. Amen. When we see how he says it in the Message. He says, Christ's life showed me how and enabled me to do it. I identified myself completely with him. Indeed, I have been crucified with Christ. My ego is no longer central. It is no longer important that I appear righteous before you or have your good opinion. I am no longer driven to impress God. Christ lives in me. The life you see me living is not mine, but it is the life by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. We're not trying to impress God. We're not trying to impressed people, amen. We're not driven by our ego. It's not the center of our lives anymore, but it's all about Him. As we yield and we come to that place of surrendering to God, we, 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 we are becoming, or we should be becoming more intimate with God. Amen? Hallelujah. See, when you really get to that place of, of that closest with God, you don't want to be apart from Him. You don't want to be away from Him. You don't want anything amen, to come and separate you, amen, from that closeness because it's not like being close to a person. Amen. He takes you to a whole nother level. So we in the body of Christ, we got to get to that mindset. See, you know what? Our children, amen, they need to be able to see that in us. Amen. That, that we are so driven to be like God that they would be curious to inquire about this God themselves. They need to see that God is the center of, of, 
our household in everything that we do. We're constantly referring to God. We're constantly showing Him and teaching Him how to pray. We're constantly referring to the goodness of God and the mercy of God and the graces of God over our lives and in every situation. We're giving God the glory. We're giving God the credit. And when you do that in front of these babies, what do you think they're going to learn? Amen. They're going to learn that very same thing. Amen. Wow, mom and dad trusted in God. And look what God is about. See, when, when it's all about me or, or, or what we can do, and we just come to church, but we don't be the church. We don't take church home because you church. Amen. Then they see a separation. They see a religious practice. And then they see your life. Two different things. So we got to get to that place. I give myself away. My, in my, it's entirety. It's totality. I give it to God. This is what he's calling for. Amen. Christ has got to be the first thing. Amen. So one of the first things Jesus told his disciples, because we're going to deal with what, you know, this thing that keeps us from giving it all away, keeps, it from, keeps us from progressing all the way into everything that God wants for us to, to be, amen, or to have in this life and in the life to come, because it's not over. This ain't the end of the story. Amen. There's a kingdom waiting for kingdom people. And as I was saying on last week, all this is in preparation to get to that kingdom, amen, that, that physical kingdom. See, right now we should be operating in a spiritual kingdom, amen, of God, so that when that new heaven and earth come, amen, we can be ready to step into that physical kingdom. When Christ comes to be with us, according to what the scriptures teach us. But see, if we're not prepared for that prepared place, unprepared people won't go into a prepared place. Amen? But look at Matthew 6 and 9. With Jesus gave them a key to everything. Amen? And we, we look at this, and, then, and it's referred to by many as the Lord's Prayer, but, you know, it was instruction. It wasn't a prayer. It was more instruction of how to pray and what to pray and how to structure our prayer. But one of the very first things he told them, the very first thing he told them to pray for. See, we say in, in 6 and 9 it says this, after this manner therefore pray ye, because he said Master, teach us to pray. And he said, this is how you do it. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. See, he didn't tell them to pray for his name to be hallowed. He just said, this is how you identify the Father. Amen. But the first thing he told them look, look what he says. Thy, thy will be done in earth. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. That's the key. We want God's kingdom to come and what? His will to be done. For you pray for that we can get all the other stuff, and we we got a lot of the other stuff. But how many of us are really praying? God, let Your will. I want to be in Your perfect will. I want to do Your perfect will, or operate in the anointed will of God. Wow, yeah. Are we 
operating there? Are we, are we challenging ourselves at that level, or are we still being driven because we really haven't been crucified with him yet? See, 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 Jesus came, and Jesus said in several places throughout the New Testament, he only did what his father sent him to do. He only did the will of his father. That's all Jesus ever did. He never did what he wanted to do. He when he came down to the garden, that and the, and the flesh didn't want to die. That that flesh didn't want to get on the cross. But even there, he said, "What? Not my will." How many of y'all got a will in here? Come on, we all do. Come on. But see, we got to get to a place where we get our will out of the way, so God's anointed will can function in our lives. I say, I say, you know, every now and then I'm talking about the war of the wheels. We heard some of the war of the wheels up here, and I think some people came up here, Alex, and, and won the war. And how do we win the war with God? There's only one way you win a war with God. Someone said it over here. Exactly. Surrender. That's the only way you're going to win when you're fighting with God, how many of us know we'd be fighting and struggling with God? With our fear, with our insecurity, with our hurts, our pains, and we, we fight, we go, God, I, this is how I want you to do it, this is what I want you to do, and we, we fight with Him, amen, but as soon as we surrender, then His will can be done. Because I, I love, amen, as we've seen what Jesus did in the garden. He said, not my will, but thy will be done. And straightway He sent the angels to what? To strengthen Him. Not to do his own will, but to proceed forward to the will that the Father had for him. And guess what? That will still meant going to the cross. His anointed will still meant being killed. See, we, we want the will to deliver us right now. Amen? But that's not always what we need. That's not always God's plan and purpose for us in that situation. He has a purpose for us. Go with me to Hebrews. We're going to look at, look at this thing. We kind of touched on this area last week. Talking about all the sacrifices that had been made, but they weren't good enough. Amen. He, he used Jesus. He prepared Jesus to come and be a, a sacrificial lamb for us. But look what it says. Hebrews 10 and 5. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he says, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not. In other words, that's not what you do. But a body hast thou prepared me. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, thou hast no pleasure. Hast had no pleasure. In other words, that's not, just tell somebody, that's not good enough. See, we can sacrifice all kinds of things, but if we don't do the will of God, it ain't good enough. Amen? He said, that's not good enough. Then said I, lo, I come in the volume of the book it is written of me to do thy will, O God. He said, I came for this reason, to do your will. Above, when he said sacrifices and offerings and burnt offerings and offerings for sin, thou wouldest not, neither hadst the pleasure therein, which are offered by the law. See what he's saying, by structure, by man's order, by this. I mean, that, that's not going to work. You keep all the rules and you can do all these things and you can do 
but that's not good enough. I mean, sometimes we feel like, well, I'm doing this and I'm doing that, and I go to church and I serve in this ministry or I, I talk to this person. He said, okay, you, you sacrifice your time and, you know, you sacrifice your little money and you do this, that, and the other. But he said, that's not good enough. He said, you can't sacrifice your way into this thing. He said, I need you to do my will. And if you do my will, all the other stuff will have its place. But we can't, we can't, we can't, you know, it's kind of like, you, you ever have someone try to bribe you to get what they want, but really don't want to do what you want? They find there are all these other ways to try and get it done. That's what I'm saying. Ain't going to work. Look what he said. Oh, God, I came to do, lo, I come to do thy will in the night verse. He taketh away the first, all the stuff that didn't work, that he may establish the second. And then verse number 10, look at verse number 10, he said, by the which will, in other words, what, what's he talking about? The will that Jesus came to do. God's will. He said, and by God's will, by the which will, we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. That tenth verse reads like this in the Amplified Bible. And in accordance with this will of God, we have been made holy, consecrated, and sanctified through the offering made once for all of the body of Jesus Christ, the anointed one. So, he took the anointed one to do God's anointed will so that we might be sanctified, so that we might have an opportunity to get in. But see, the only way that we could get in is somebody had to start doing God's will. And it took Jesus to come to the earth and say, I'm coming. He sent him as the anointed one to simply do the will of the Father, the greatest example he could show us is following the Father's will in everything that he did. No matter what the consequences or outcome that would come against him, he still did only the Father's will. Nothing more, nothing less. Here, to do his will. Jesus walked only in the will of the Father. Amen. Can we do any less and expect more? No, we can't. So when we say, I give my life to you, and I, I give myself away, where do we, going back to what Pastor told us here, where do we draw the line? This far and no further. This far and no further. Where, where, where do we claim the rights that we, we walk in sometimes when it's not even about us? Hello. See, I give myself away. Jesus told them to pray for the will of God. He exemplified before them the will of God. You know what our greatest inheritance is? That's going to make everything else available to us. Is the will of God. When we get to that place to accept and receive his will in our lives, it will unlock everything else. Because when he finds a child of his that's doing his perfect will, he will move heaven and earth for him. The scripture bears that out. 
But if we come to him halfway, half-hearted, it's not going to work. Amen? The anointed will of God is our greatest inheritance. Lord, teach me to function. Teach me to operate. Teach me to live under that will. In your will. Not mine. Help me to crucify myself. You know, last night when we went to the thing, and I was blessed, amen, just to, to watch our, our young people, amen, the, the, the concert that they had out on the base. I mean, you know, just, I just looked at I'm like, wow. I told them last night, I said, you know what, tonight, you know, I listen to more rap music in that one setting than I have in my entire life. That's no kidding. I mean, all the songs, all the years, amen, I've never listened to that much rap music. But you know what? It wasn't about the music. It was about the spirit that was in the place. It was about, the, you know, watching the young people worship God in their own genre. Amen. And that, being able to reach God through that which he has given them. Amen. You know, because some of us, amen, we said, I, I can't remember. I can't catch every, every 40 or 50th word. They're going too fast. Say, look, y'all, y'all talking more than faster than I can think sometimes, let alone talk. But yet, you know, they're doing what God has called them to do. You know, and, and, and looking at it. And, and see, we, we gotta get to a place, Lord, whatever you tell me to do, I'll do it. I'll sacrifice myself. I'll surrender myself. I'll yield myself to it. Amen. It's not may not may not be my flavor. Huh? But it's somebody else's place. How many of y'all in here like vanilla ice cream? There's a few of y'all. I'll eat it on occasion. But that's not my flavor. See, I like pralines and cream. And my second favorite, just in case you want to know, <laughs> is Rocky Road, Dryers. Not anybody's rocky road, but dryers rocky road. Okay? So I eat that all day long. I tell you, I can take one of them little half gallon things. I can sit down and eat the whole thing. That's what I like. But don't give me a thing of vanilla. I'm not going to, I might eat, you know, a scoop of vanilla with a piece of pie, a cherry pie. That's about it, you know. But when you bring the right flavor in, I'm going to gobble it up. And see, and see we, we got to understand. What, what reaches one may not reach the other one. So as we were out there last night, and I'm looking at, you know, how God is using these young people, I'm saying, hey, man, I, I can get with y'all. I, I, I can get behind y'all, and I can support y'all because this is reaching a generation. This is tearing down a wall. This is drawing them in. And then when you begin to hear the testimonies of the different ones, I'm like, my God. God knows exactly what he's doing. So I thank God for those that came to support them. Amen. Next time, we need to support them better. To let our young people know, let our children know, just like we go to the high school or, or, or the middle school. Amen. We should be backing our kids up. If they're going for God, let's go for them. Amen. So, let, me, let me get back to it. I just had to touch on that. The Lord brought it back to my remembrance. See what the Holy Ghost will do? Amen. So we want to get in that place, in that intimate will with God. We can pursue all the stuff. We can pursue prosperity and health and wealth and all those things, but if we're not in the will of God, oh, that's going to burn up with the youth. That ain't going to get us nowhere. But if we're in the will of God, now he can be able to use all those things for his glory. 
to, to, to magnify and lift him up, amen. So he's calling us, amen, and he's, he's preparing us and he's equipping us and he's looking for a, a people, amen, a church that's going to say yes to his will all the way through. Amen. And this is, this is the biggest thing, I, you know, when I, when I look at it, that, that stops us from receiving, amen, from the Lord. And I'm not talking about stuff. I'm talking about just, you want to hear God's voice. Isn't that right? Amen. You want to get clear instruction about every part of your life. Well, just get in His will. Uh, if you don't know, if you're not hearing from Him, just start asking Him, Lord, just tell me your will. Get in His word. Amen. Seek out the perfect will of God. Amen. And the doors will open because that's where God wants us. That's where it all begins. It's operating according to his will. I mean, we can do a lot of... I'm going to use this word. We can have a lot of substitutes in our lives. But those substitutes aren't going to work. Amen. They're not going to excuse us from not doing his will. Just tell me, no excuse. We, we, we can busy ourselves, amen. We can focus on everything and everybody else, amen. We can put influence. I mean, we, we are a people that have so much available to us, amen, in, in the world today. All you can do is get on the Internet, pick up the newspaper, amen. Everybody, you got Internet on your iPhones and your, your Android devices, amen. Information is not a problem, see, but that's not going to get us there if, I mean, we can be full of stuff, but void of his will. He said, no, come on, let's, let's get closer. Let's, let's do it. Amen. So we need to come to a place to acknowledge him, realize, amen, that we need him, amen, and we can walk in the things that God wants us to walk into. Go with me to Ephesians, the third chapter. Hallelujah. If we can just get intimate with God. Your stranger ain't going to tell you all this stuff. Huh? Most strangers ain't going to open up to you completely. Amen? Look at this. Ephesians, the first chapter. I saw that verse number three. It said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings, in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Say spiritual blessing. Wow. That's where it starts. Amen. His will is a spiritual blessing. Amen. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. This is what God is looking for. And this, 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 this verse, amen, where we want to see, we want to see the fruit of spiritual blessings, amen. We want to be holy. We want to be blameless before him in love. So, but, but how do we get there? How do we get this, this to manifest, amen, in our lives? Man, we can't do it of our own understanding, of our own accord. So we, so we need some help. The spiritual blessings, amen, that's a key, amen, that we need to understand. He has given us, you, you, you can't work for it, Amen. But he said he's given us these spiritual blessings. Why? Amen. Because that's what we need. We can't function in the kingdom of God with a carnal mindset. We can't, we can't function looking at things in the natural 
some people get, you know, they don't, they don't receive when I say carnal, so I'll just say natural. Amen. So they're you know, going to be able to, you know, track with that. You know, we, we, we can't function, you know, in God's kingdom being natural. You know, fighting with our natural resources and understanding, you know, and, and equipment. But we got to come, amen, and say, Lord, I need something spiritual right now because I recognize I'm in a spiritual warfare. Amen? Because everything, think about this, everything comes from the spiritual realm. Everything comes from the spiritual realm. So if we understand the spiritual realm, then we can be able to negotiate the natural a whole lot better. Say, well, what do you mean, Pastor David? Everything comes from the spiritual realm. Everything you see, everything that we are, came from the spiritual realm. Spiritual, then it's natural. Genesis proves that. He said, let there be. And there was. Amen. And God continues to speak. And, and we, we see this. Amen. So if we understand the spiritual world, we are able to, to deal with the natural things, amen, that came forth, amen, to be made known. You know, you know, Jesus couldn't even come to the earth, amen, being spiritual only. So he didn't take on a natural body in order to come and operate in the earth. Because it would have been illegal for him to do it any other way. Huh? So what makes us think we can take natural elements and legally deal with spiritual things? We can. It goes the other way around. We have to understand the spiritual and know how to function at the spiritual level. Amen. See, so we need to understand these things. This, you know, when we look at this, this verse, amen, these spiritual things, these spiritual blessings, amen, these are the ones that when we operate in the Spirit, it gives us the authority that we need, amen, to deal with natural situations. Because that's when the Spirit of God can direct us. That's when the Spirit of God can empower us. That's when the Spirit of God can lead us. Amen. Why? Because I'm operating naturally. Not, not you know, without that, you know, we, we ain't going to have no power. You know, you think about it. You know, when we try to fight spiritual things, amen, with our natural understanding, how many of us know it don't work? Uh, oftentimes it backfires. You know, we find ourselves still stuck there. Why? Because we didn't use the right arsenal. That's why he told us to put on all the armor of God. Amen. That we might be able to fight against the wiles of the devil. Because the devil's spiritual. I mean, he, he's coming at you. And I'm not talking about he's spiritual in the sense that he's good with God, but he's a spirit. So therefore, how can we fight a spirit with a, a natural spear? No. See, so it's the same tactics, amen, that we think we can fight each other, amen, that we can fight the world with. I mean, the, the, the enemy with, but it doesn't work. So we've got to get into that place, amen. We need to understand God knows exactly what he's doing. If we understand this, amen, if we understand how to operate in the spirit, anything can happen. Hallelujah. Anything can happen, amen. We can cause it to come to pass by calling on his word, amen, and trusting him and watching what he does. We don't have to be trapped in these places of hurt, fear, anger, amen, all those things, low self-esteem. See, these are assaults and attacks of the enemy. 
Huh? Because why? If we stop and think about who we really are as the people of God, amen, and, and, and in our minds as well as we can to separate ourselves from this carnal existence, this fleshly existence, see, oftentimes we put so much energy in the natural that we miss the spiritual. We're so busy, and I'm going to say this, we're so busy trying to preserve this natural man that the spiritual man is dying. And guess what? Just like I said last week, we all going to die anyway. Naturally. Then what? Ask yourself the question. Then what? I mean, I'm, a hope, I'm hoping that we're, we're thinking about the then what. Because the scripture tells us it's appointed unto man, what? Wants to die. So that knocks out reincarnation. Yeah, I'll just throw that out there. But once to die, and after that, the judgment. Now, don't get nervous when he says the judgment, because why? Sometimes, a lot of times, the judgment's in your favor. You've been judged righteous. You've been judged acceptable. You've been judged to enter in. Huh? See, so don't don't think when he says the judgment, it's just talking about those that are gonna perish, amen, in the lake of fire. But no, we're going to die. But after that, then what? I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to get us to think beyond the now. Yeah, we got we to gotta occupy till he come. We got to deal till he come. But see, that's part of our readiness, part of our preparation, part of our learning, so that when we step into the new kingdom, we've already got all that under our belt. I got it. But if we don't get it now and we're fighting to protect and defend and, and to build up and to preserve this natural world, this natural life, and we miss out, we wasted and expended our time on futile efforts. And, and now notice now, I'm not saying we, we don't want to strive to be successful and all that, but we need to do it with the right mindset. We want our children to be successful. We want to give them the right mindset. This is what God is using for us to be the light to the world, to draw more so that they're ready to go into the kingdom. See, we got to have the right mindset that this is not my home. This is not the end of the story. This is not the last chapter in my book. Huh? This is just the forward, if you will. This is just the preface. Huh? Well, you ain't even got to the story yet. This is just setting you up for what's to come. How many of you ever read a forward decided not to read the book? All right, I got time, but that's foolishness. But other times you read it, and boy, you're like, whoa, I got it. Just, uh, it draws you all the way in. Why? There's got to be more to this. And see, so what's your forward look like? What's your preface look like? Yeah, hey, that's the preface. Someone else writes the forward. Amen? What people writing about you? Oh. Hello, but they're writing about me. Amen. But see, as a child of God, we have a birthright. Amen. Amen. And, and if we understand that, whew, thank you, Holy Spirit. God's will, His anointed will, is our birthright. Think about that. Satan couldn't do it. Lucifer messed up because he got out of the will. And that caused him to be cast out of heaven. 
when he began to exalt himself, that wasn't God's will for him. And he got cast out. So think about it. When, when he gives us the opportunity to function in his will by what? Now see, what makes his will anointed is when it comes from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is telling us and teaching us and leading us and guiding us. That's his anointed will for your life. Amen. But see, when, when we're doing it on our own, now see, the scripture tells us in, in, in John 3.16, it's not God's will that any should perish. That's his will. Amen. But see, we need his anointing on us to perform that way. You can't do it on your own. Uh, we all got all kinds of things that we desire and we look at and wish for. Amen. But that anointed will. Go with me to Ephesians, the first chapter. We're still there in the first chapter. And, and jump on down to verse number 9. Hallelujah. He said he was talking about he want, we want to be blameless. We want to see these things manifested in our lives. Verse 9 through 12 says this. Having made known unto us. Now look at this. I like this scripture. He said, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he had purposed in himself. See, he, he, he made known the mystery of his will. Amen. Why? Because it pleased him to do so. According to his own good pleasure, and he had purposed in himself, and that in the dispensation of the fullness of time he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, talking about us, amen, even in him. Verse 11 says, in whom also we have obtained, what, an inheritance. Wow being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of what? His own will. See, he's working all things according to his will. Not my will. How many times, you know, and I know there's been times in my life and many of us in here that we went to God and we presented to him our will. Amen? Am I the only one? If you would just do this for me, God. If you just let it work out like this, God, you know, and, and no matter how we phrased it or prefaced it or, or, you know, lined it up, we go to him with our will, and then when our will don't come to pass, we feel like God's not moving. We feel like God's not listening to us. God don't love me. God don't care. But he's not working things out according to the purpose of your will. He didn't predestinate you according to your will. It was all according to his perfect will. His own will that he's working on. So if I can just get into his will, I can get to where he wants me to be. Amen. I, I can be the man or the, you can be the woman that he wants you to be. If I can just get in his will, if I can just seek him enough, draw close enough, amen, and, and, and find out what that will is, Father, show me, help me to understand, help me to wrap my mind around your will, although it may not look good, may not sound good, when you say, don't do this, and I thought I was going to get to do that, and he said, no, because he's got a will for us, amen, and when we yield to his will, great things can happen, but when we refuse to yield to his will, anything we don't want to just live a life where just anything happens. Huh? Amen. We want God's will to be done. We want
want those things to function in our lives, amen. So we want to obtain that promise, amen. He said, we obtained an inheritance. If I can get that, I mean, that's the first thing I want to inherit in my life, amen, is God's will. Because if I'm in God's will and everything else that comes, I'm good. But see, I can seek out all kind of other inheritances, amen, that may not be according to the will of God in my life. Like I said last week, again, amen, sometimes we seek and sometimes we can, we can be great and we can be successful and we can make a lot of money and we can do all these things, amen, and those things can get us right out of the will of God. You was better off broke. Hello, because then you prayed, then you called on him, then you were humble. But when you got a little something, something, you know, you could dress better. You don't have to call on him no more. You don't have to trust him no more. Amen. Therefore, we, we begin to follow a path that takes us out of the will of God. Amen. And you might have all the accolades and all those things coming from those around you in the world. Amen. You might be able to put yourself forth as some great one. <laughs> but miss out on God's will. We got, we got to get to that place. Lord, help me to flow in a function like you want. Amen. See, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this thing, amen, and I'm, I'm just thinking that God has a will. Now, that word will is also used to describe a legal instrument, a legal document. How many of y'all got a will? A written will, a legal will. See, see, now, what does that will do? It describes... What you want done in the case of your demise, I'll say it like that. But your will determines, amen, what happens to what? Your property, your belongings, your children. It, it, it determines those things, amen. It, it, it determines what, what happens to the wealth you leave behind. And, and I'm sure, I'm hoping not in here, but I'm sure there's been a lot of, we see it on TV, a lot of people who are, why? Because they didn't follow the will in life of their parent or guardian or whoever it might have been. They were what? They were left out of the will to follow. They were, the word is disinherited. Think about that. God has more for us. He's got things for us now, and God's got a will for us after we die. Do you want to be disinherited at that point? I don't. I want to receive everything he has for me in that, that will, as well as operating in his anointed will. Huh? And, and when we do that, you know, because we're not, not see one place that helps us understand that. We looked at, I believe, last week, amen, when we were looking at John 14. He said, I go away to prepare a place for you. Amen. In my father's house or what? Many man. In other words, you can't get that now. Huh? you got to wait until page two. But it's in the will. It's in his will for you to get one of those mansions. And, and see, we say mansion with big old house. We don't know what that means. You know, I mean, he said, in my father's house are many mansions, many blessings, great wealth, great provision, 
whatever it is. But see, I want to be able to enter my father's house. Amen. But see, if I'm not in his will now, I won't get to enter into the, his will for me in the... Huh? So the greatest place that you need to be, the greatest thing that we need to receive is the will of God in our lives. That's going to unlock. That's going to open up. But when we find ourselves stuck in our own place, amen, we find ourselves being erased. Not just then, but now. Because we step out of the will when we don't choose to obey God. Amen. And function and operate like He wants us to. Amen. So, how many want to be disinherited? I don't see no hand. Y'all doing good. Amen. Keep your focus. You keep your mindset on Him. Amen. But if we would get this, Amen, it will open the door, Amen, for God to move mightily in our lives and our circumstances, Amen, whether it be health, wealth, spiritual understanding, well-being, all these things He can pour out on us, Amen, as we flow and function in His anointed will. Not our own. We got to be ready to sacrifice. We got to be ready to give up some stuff and let go of some stuff. That's like we're talking about this one. Like, oh, Lord, who, who, what you doing? Why? Because this is what He wants. He wants us to get to that place, Amen, and, and move into the anointing of God, Amen. God's will is the master, you know, to, to every promise that He has in His Word. You won't get the promises without being in the his will is, is, is the, the key to every prayer that we pray. Huh? He said, if we pray believing and trusting Him, I mean, He's able to do it. I mean, His, 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 his will is the, the vehicle to every confession that we make. Huh? You know, we do all a whole lot of confessing, but not a whole lot of possessing. Huh? I wonder if being in or out of the will has anything to do with that. I'm pretty sure it does. The anointed will of God is your inheritance. But we got to get to the place and say, okay, Lord, I want to receive everything that you have for me. I want to be in your will. If nothing else, uh, if, if nothing else works, if nothing else operates in my understanding, I want to at least be there. Uh, and, and because you know exactly, I may not understand it, but as long as I know I'm in your will, this is according to you. This is your will concerning me. I may not understand the situation I'm in. I may not understand why I'm, I'm just so blessed and I don't know what to do with it. Lord, but I just want to be in your will. Huh? See, see, you know, it, 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 we can be on either side of the stick. Hmm? So, no, we got to say, okay, Lord, I'm going to do it your way. I'm yielding it now. Hallelujah. You know what I mean? And, it, and it's just not announcing his will. We can, like I said, we can make all kind of declarations, but still not, amen, believe it. How many times we done said something we really didn't believe? We were just saying, huh? We wonder, is it going to happen? You know, it's just not acknowledging God's will. Yeah, that's His will, but we still don't follow through. Amen. We we can talk a good game, amen. And, and, and it's not an accumulation of okay. We can have all. What the, what is it in, in what is it Corinthians? Do I have all knowledge? Huh? Yeah, what is it? Huh? No, don't, don't. I have all knowledge, and I can do all this and that. And then I don't have love. You got all kind of head knowledge. You can quote scripture, Amen. You can tell everybody everything. But when it comes to His will to forgive, His will to love, 
if, if, if the Spirit tells you to go bless somebody and, you know, it's not in your will, and you don't do it, you can have all that knowledge and miss out on the simple things of God. Huh? So we got to stop, amen. We got to stop all these substitutes, amen. You know, we impress people by what we know and what we can do and what we have and where we are, you know, how much we know. No, 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 no. Guess what? I'm going to make an announcement. You can't impress God. You can please God, but you can't impress God. There's nothing that you do that is going to surprise you. Into the earth realm has come through God's will. Sometimes to me that, that's a pretty good place to be. Amen. It's, it's operating. Ephesians 5 and 17 says, Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And I'm going to read it out of the Amplified Bible. It says this, Therefore do not be vague or thoughtless or foolish. But understand firmly grasping what the will of the Lord is. We got to seek it. We got to dig for it. We got to challenge ourselves. When you get ready to make a decision, huh? When you get, I don't care what, as a child of God, I don't care what that decision is. Is this God's will? Everything does it. Anything that's going on. I mean, I don't have to ask him if it's his will for me to eat, right? Uh, let's, let's be real. But I'm talking about when you decide to make major moves in your life, major relational decisions, you know, things of, of that nature, you need to make sure that, you know, I'm the kind of person, you know, <laughs> I want to know, is this your will? Because usually if there's any thought in my Natural mind, I'm trying not to use the word carnal, so I keep y'all with me. If there's any thought in my natural mind about a choice or a decision, it might be an expenditure I'm thinking about making. But, but if a thought comes in my mind, then maybe God's prompting me to check with him. And the Holy Spirit saying, let's talk about that. Is that something you really need right now? Is this a wise decision, right? Because a lot of times, yeah, it might be something you need, but it's not something you, I mean, you want, but it's not necessarily something you need. The Holy Spirit might be saying, well, you're going to need that money. You don't know it, but you're going to need that money a little ways up the road. But if you spend it right now on a want, you ain't going to have it when the need arrives. So the Holy Spirit is saying, hello, let's talk about that. And see, being that open to the will of God in our lives will keep us out of a whole lot of trouble. It'll keep us from making missteps. Huh? When, when, when that phone rings sometime and you check the caller ID, the Holy Spirit may say, don't answer that. You ever had the Holy Spirit take you out there on the phone? I have. Huh? And there's other times when I didn't want to answer the phone. And he's like, pick it up. Huh? I'm serious. I'm like, oh, you know, you know how we get. You know, I, I'm just ready to go to bed. And this, I know they want to talk. See, see, if we would just let Him lead us according to His will, we can't go wrong in every part of our lives. But see, if we only, if you only check with Him on occasion, 
How many places did we miss it along the way? You know, because we only check with him on occasion or something big that we consider big, that, that we consider beyond our understanding. No, no, no. See, Holy Spirit has knowledge that you don't have. Amen. He can help, he help you avoid some things. Amen. That you would otherwise, you know, choose to make some steps that eh, probably aren't the best step for you to make. Let me go with me here to Romans 8 and 27. Back up to verse number 26. That's what I was just saying. He said, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us. Watch out. See, when you don't know what to pray, when you're not sure, amen, on that decision, whatever it might be, he said, let the Holy Spirit be the one. Let that anointed will of God kick you. And pray in the Spirit. Oh, that's a whole other area i got to deal with. I ain't got time today, though. But he said, and, and he that searches the heart knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit. In other words, he knows the will of God. The Holy Spirit knows what, when you don't know, he knows. Because why would he say? Because he maketh intercession for, uh, for the saints according to what? The will of God. Amen? Sometimes we don't want to pray because we don't want to know. Hello. But then he goes on in 28 and says, And we know that all things work together for the good of them that what? Love God to them who are called according to what? Their purpose. In other words, according to his will, not your will. All things work together when we operate according to his will. The Spirit knows the will of God, and it overrides your will. When we choose to walk in the Spirit, that will override our will. But sometimes we don't want to be overridden. Hello? Maybe I'll talk to the wall, you know. I want to do it my way. And you know what the, the Lord will do? By all means. Oh, yes, he will. Go right ahead. Huh? He is not going to stop us. He is not going to force us. But he will warn us. He says in his word, warning will come before destruction. Huh? So, so, so he'll send warning. We may not accept the warning. We may not even see it as warning. Yeah. We, we say, uh, well, multiple choice. That's not how God operates. He tells you, this is what I want for you. When was the last time? What was the last thing he said? Huh? Stick with him until he changes, until he makes the adjustment. Huh? He didn't tell us to stop loving yet. Stick with it. Don't make no adjustment. He didn't say stop. You don't have to feel forgive no more. Stick with it. Don't make no adjustment. See, those simple things are staying in the will of God. Agree with your adversary. Quick, stick with it. 
I'm not, I'm not pulling nothing just off the top. I'm just quoting scripture. Okay. That's all I'm doing. That's the will of God concerning us. Amen. Sometimes the will is affliction. Look at Jesus. Uh, well, I'm not Jesus. Well, how about Stephen? Huh? He stuck with the will of God. Huh? Even while they were stoning him, Alex, he stuck with the will of God. While they was busting him, I like to say this all the time, you know. While they were busting him upside the head with them stones. And they weren't no little rocks. They hit you with a bunch of little rocks. They ain't going to kill you. It'll make you feel bad. But they they throwing some nuggets at the boy. And what was his last words? Y'all know the scripture. Come on. Thank you. That was his seat. So he stayed in the will of God. He didn't get mad at him. He didn't start cursing at him. He didn't say, God, get him. But he said, Father, forgive him. And when he did, the scripture said, he, he looked up into heaven and he seen Jesus sitting on the right hand. He stayed in the, the only way you could say that while people messing you up. You can love them while they jacking you up. Huh? As if you're operating in the anointed will of God. That's the only way that you're going to be. Because otherwise, what's going to rise? This. Huh? The natural man going to rise. Isn't that right? But if we get in the anointed will of God, amen, we can endure whatever this world brings to the glory of God. Not our own. We don't, you see what I endured? You see what I did? I took it. I handled it. Okay, you're going to see how much more you can handle with your bad self. Huh? But when you do it God's way, huh? he gets the glory. Amen. Because we remain humble. We continue to magnify him, praise him in all that we do. Amen. Let's stand. I got, I got more, but I ain't got the time. Amen. But I hope you all hearing what the Lord is saying. Give your life away. I give it all to you, God. We don't want to spend a futile existence and end up empty. But we want to give God our all now. Amen. I want to, ooh, see, Holy Spirit just helped me understand a little something here. See, I want to get in his will so that I can receive the blessing on the other side. Huh? See what we what we what we do right now, Amen. As we as we get in the will of God, it secures us a place in the book of life, huh? It secures us, you know, the, the, you know, everything that God has already intended for. But when we get out of His will, Amen. Then then we're making a decision. He already decided that He loved you. Isn't that right? He already forgave you of your sins. He already said, come unto me. He's already taken the, the, the punishment for all our iniquities. Already. All you got to do is decide to stick with it. You know, and do things his way. That's all you got to do. Amen. So I'm going to pray. Amen. And if you hear, amen, you, you, you need to surrender your will, or I'll say it like this. 
You need to surrender some more of your will to God. So we can be around church for years and years and years and we still be holding on to my own stuff. Believe me, I know. But if there are things that you still need to surrender to God, just as we've seen so many come this morning, you can come and you can leave it on the altar. Leave it there. No matter who is around you or you know, sometimes we got influences around us that stop us from letting go. But let God be the greatest influence in your life. Let His Spirit be the greatest influence in your life. No matter what anybody else has to say or do about it, God, I'm surrendering to you. I'm giving my all to you. If you're here and that's you, amen, I invite you to come this morning and lay it down on the altar. Give it to God. Let it go.